Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Uh, we thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us on this wet and soggy week. <laughs> Last week, this week, next week, probably. Well, they're inside, so well, yeah. They, hopefully, you're you're staying dry. If, you're, if they're if they're standing out in the rain, listening to us. Gagging doors. They could be listening to us on what the radio on their drive somewhere. Well, so, they're still in I mean, the car. But yes, yeah, they start a, It is a yucky day today. It's it's been a yucky last couple of weeks here in uh, in Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, but um, hopefully everybody is uh, safe and dry and uh, joining us for an hour of uh, motorsports talk uh, today. Uh, by the way, that's Tom Baker. I'm Randy Miller. Today on the show we've got Ty Majeski from uh, Nice Motorsports. He's going to be jumping into a pretty hot ride in the uh, Gander Outdoors, the Invergats yes. and Gravats series. Um, taking over the ride that uh, Ross Chastain has uh, vacated to go to college racing. So we'll talk to him about uh, preparations underway. I don't know if he's already in Florida or en route to Florida, but he should be there shortly uh, because truck practice gets underway tomorrow. Chastain, incidentally, has vacated that ride, but he's still with Nice part-time. Yes, he's yes. splitting in two other yes. trucks. He will be he will be teammates to yes. uh, Ty this year. So we'll talk to Ty about all that. Uh, we also had some uh, some big races over the weekend. The ARCA Racing Series we was did. in action for their season opener at Daytona, as well as the uh, Bush, whatever you want to call it, Clash, Crash, Trash, whatever <laughs> word you want to use after that. Um, we'll talk all about that, and we'll give you kind of a season preview of the Trucks Xfinity and Cup, as all three series are in action this weekend as NASCAR season officially gets underway. And hey, if you want to call us and talk with us, you can do that. 704-873-1400. Phone lines are open now. 704-873-1400. Now give us your opinion on what you thought about the Bush clash, crash, trash, whatever you want to call it. But be nice. It's a family show. That is right. All right. So the ARCA Racing Series kicked off their season on Saturday afternoon at Daytona. No surprise that the pole sitter and the winner were the same person. Team Venturini Motorsports Captain, I guess, because he's a senior member of the team. Michael Self won both <laughs> I'm the sure pole. He'd appreciate that. Both the pole and uh, took home the victory. Put that dinosaur in victory lane, Tom. And he was he on the did. show last night too. Wasn't yeah, he? he was. He was on uh, on our lead lap show last night. I had a chance to talk to him, and it was a lot of fun. He, you know, again, it, it oftentimes you win these races before you ever leave the shop, and and the setup in that car was so good. Oh yeah. Um, that um, and really too, you have to have luck. And Michael's been on both sides of that as well. And what really happened on Saturday, it wasn't so much that he was the fastest car, period, end of sentence. It was just that he had track position all day long. The pit stops were phenomenal. He wasn't involved in any wrecks, um, you know, dodged all the issues. So when you have a day like that, you have a race car like Venturini Motorsports gave him, it makes it easy for the driver. He's just got to basically... You know, turn the wheel and and uh, and keep it going in the right direction. Yep. Yeah, he led uh, 61 of the 80 laps uh, yep. of the race, so he pretty much dominated the race. A nice second place run for Haley Deegan as well. Stayed out of trouble. Yes. Had a great run. Uh, it was great to see her dad Brian down there and, and uh, on pit road, you know, cheering her on and, and you know, uh, helping her along the way. But she did a great, great job finishing in second. She really did. She, I, you know, again, it's it's not. This isn't the hardest race she'll ever run because Super Speedway at Daytona in an ARCA car, 
you even barely turn the wheel. It's just kind of hold it straight and keep your foot to the floor. But the key is when you get around other cars and your car starts wanting to dance in the air and all of that. And she hadn't had any of that big speedway experience prior to this. And she looked very relaxed all day long. And, you know, she, she definitely, uh, she made a great showing to finish in second. And I think, um, it was a great way for her to start, uh, her ARCA career. Yep. For sure. Drew Dollar finished third, um, yes. the teammate to, uh, to Venturini Motorsports and, uh, to, uh, Michael Self. He will be a guest on Thursday's Madness yes. show along with Nick Moncher. That's he right. He'll be guest co-hosting. In here in the studio. In Jacob's absence. Because Jacob's going to be moonlighting in Daytona. Yeah. Um, Sean Corr finished fourth. Uh, Thad Moffitt rounding out the top five. It was a pretty uneventful race in terms of wrecks because when we, we talked about the ARCA race and we think, this is the one race where you know it's a completely unknown because a lot of these guys are new to this, you know, new to, to super speedway racing. It was a pretty tame race, I think. Well, it was, it, well, for the most part. I don't think I'd want to. I think there'd there'd be uh, half a dozen or ten drivers that were in the one big one they had that would argue with that. But it, you're right, the quantity of wrecks wasn't there, and and what we had mostly were little um, little situations, except for that one big one. Um, that uh, I think it was the 22 and the 61 got together uh, and 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 kind of triggered that. But you know that's you expect that at least once. I mean, it's when you're running that close, uh, somebody gets out of shape, somebody isn't quite clear, whatever. You're gonna have that. Um, you know, it uh, for the most part, I thought everybody did a good job, and you know, it it wasn't the greatest race for the win because Michael Self was so good, but. Um, you, know, you expected was, that, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, well, you knew he was going to be one of the ones to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he just that give all the credit to the team because they were perfect all day long. They didn't make any mistakes. And that's how you win. Yeah, lots of races going on down in Florida. A lot of uh, good winners. I know Brad Sweet won uh, one of the World of Outlaws races yep. down there. And then Sunday night they had the Canon E-Series race at New Smyrna. That Sam Mayer won, but I, it wasn't the Actually, win. last night. Was it last night? Last oh, I thought night. it was Sunday night. No, night. night. Okay, so last night uh, Sam Mayer won that race, but it wasn't the winner that everybody's talking about. It's the Tanner Gray sideways, I guess kind of half flip that uh, Tanner did because they yeah. got three wide and he ran out of real estate. Yeah. Well, it gets tight there with those cars. He found that, that out the hard way. That was pretty spectacular, but uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Derek Griffith too. Derek finished second. But Derek could easily have won that race. I think he was the fastest car. Um, and Derek is a New England racer, runs uh, late models, pro stocks, whatever you want to call them up in New England, super late models. Um, and first ever start in a full-size stock car. And he showed, He's I think he's 22 or 23, but that's a young man that really deserves an opportunity like Ryan Prescott because I've watched him for the last several years in the late models. He could drive the wheels off a car, and he showed us that last night running for Chad Bryant Racing. I'm hoping he gets some more opportunities because that was spectacular, the drive that he put on, and and despite um, some circumstances during the race, and if he hadn't had them, I'm convinced he probably would have won the, won the race. But uh, Sam Mayer had to come from, I think he qualified ninth or 10th, and um, – you know, Sam's Sam's got it going in the East Series. He won about everything there was last year and won the championship, and he's back this year for more. So Sam's going to be the next big name in our sport. I mean, well, he's already a big name in our sport, but he's going to he's going to be one of them. Yes, he's yeah. Be I one. and and Sam, you know, Sam is definitely talented, and mm-hmm. um, he's got all the resources and everything behind him. So yeah, he did a good job. And and you know, in the East Series, he's definitely, of course, when you drive for GMS, right? You know, exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, he did a really nice job to get the win, and and uh, you know Derek Griffith had the pole, and 
probably should have won and wasn't his fault that he didn't. So, right. um, but a, a pretty interesting race nonetheless at New Smyrna last night. Shout out to Jesse Love too. He also won uh, over the weekend as well. Yeah. So uh, we are going to take a quick break. We are going to come back on the other side and uh, Ty Majeski is going to join us on the strutmasters.com hotline. Don't go away. The inside pass returns on WSIC right after this. This is News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Statesville turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Listen up, Carolinas. During the President's Day event, there's only one Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that has the largest new Jeep inventory, Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We are the only Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that guarantees we will beat any new Jeep deal. The President's Day event is on now at Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, located at I-77 at exit 28, online at LakeNormanChrysler.com. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. The rain tapers off for the second half of the day here across the lake area. Overnight low, 50 under cloudy skies. We'll keep the clouds tomorrow with a 30% chance for scattered showers and a cooler high of 58. Thursday, rainy again, 70% chance for showers and a high of 66. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Sure, the shelves at Gullion's Christian Supply are filled with gifts, Bibles, books, music, and more. But what really sets them apart is that Gullion's is a local family-owned ministry with a warm, welcoming atmosphere. For years, area Christians and churches have depended on them, and local families trust Gullion's for their homeschool materials and advice. So when the big chain stores close their doors, Gullion's Christian Supply is still here to serve. Learn more at Gullion's.com and visit them soon on South Main Street in King and Turnersburg Highway 21 in Statesville. Join your friends from Oswald Baptist Church in Troutman, Sunday mornings at 8.30 on WSIC. Be informed and inspired with teachings from the Word of God by Pastor Wesley Morris, Sunday mornings at 8.30 on WSIC. Even when it's winter in the morning and spring in the evening, Little Shavers has you covered with all of your home care needs. They have mulch, stains, as well as space heaters and lumber. No matter the weather here in NC, summer, spring, or fall, Little Shavers Woodshop has it all. Located at 3301 Salisbury Highway, 7 miles east of I-77 in Statesville. Little Shavers Woodshop. Get that project done quick and easy with Eagle Rentals. Ranked as the best problem solvers, the staff at Eagle Rentals is above all others. They help you select the proper equipment, show you the safe way for using and making it effective for your project. Eagle Rentals makes safety a priority and the superior condition of their equipment is ahead of the rest. Visit www.eaglerentals.com, call or stop in Statesville or Troutman for your next project. Eagle Rentals is your hometown rental center. Visit eaglerentals.com. This is Justin Lofton, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. We thank uh, everybody for watching us on Continuum Cable Channel 4 in the Mooresville, Lake Norman area. Uh, or if you're watching us on Digital Channel 25.2, thank you so much for watching us. Or if you're listening on one of the three WSIC family of radio stations, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM, or 105.9 FM. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to your radio dial, or if you're somewhere else in the United States and you're listening to us either 
uh, through, I don't know if the TuneIn app is working yet, but either on TuneIn or WSSEFM.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget that you can also go to our website, InsidePassLive.com. There will be a on-demand stream of today's episode sometime later this week. Um, and also has a list of all of our upcoming guests, and there are plenty of really cool guests coming up. Um, and you can also uh, visit us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at the letter Inside Pass on uh, Twitter or in the Inside Pass on Instagram and um, on Facebook. So there you go. There you go. Um, or you can go to Race Chaser and search for us there as well. Race Chaser Radio. Race Chaser Radio. Yeah. Um, so the Truck Series gets underway on Friday. Momentarily, we should be hearing from uh, Ty Majeski, but... I think this season, Tom, the Truck Series has a lot of great competition, and I think this is a good reason for everybody to get excited about the Truck Series. There's a lot of good competition this year. Well, I mean, there is. This, this, Not that any other year is different, but this year seems like The it's series just, just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. We've got three or four new teams this year. Um, I was told last week there's another announcement of a new team on the way, though um, we're going to Daytona on Friday. We haven't heard it, but um, if true, that would bring – a very competitive young racer who's been in trucks uh, before um, to the truck series with a new team full-time this year um, with some significant backing. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, again, I think this goes to the fact that we've gone to these spec motors. Now people can say what they want about, about this, but it lowers the cost. I mean, we can all be, you know, those who want to be sort of, old-fashioned and manufacturer-centric. Well, everybody runs the same motor. Everybody has the same chassis. Look, the fact is technology has made it impossible to keep the sport on a level playing field and, and have all of this stock stuff. It just doesn't exist the way that it needs to. And with this package, this motor package, it allows all the teams to have the same exact motors. It cuts the expense, um, and it, and it's it's made the truck series far more competitive. So it's allowed some of these new teams to come in. And yeah, I mean, I I think the truck series this year is going to be even more competitive than it was last year. And you've got some new teams in there, like the new front row team, uh, which is kind of a cooperation with uh dgr crossley um for todd gilliland and you know todd's going to be i think very competitive out of the box with this team and so you 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 kind of put everything together there's probably 15 at this point truck trucks that can win a race on any given day and you know they've increased the playoffs to 10 spots i think I'm really looking forward to Friday night. Yeah, and there's a bunch of part-time teams, too, that you know may have entered this race thinking you know it's going to be a one-off thing, but if they do good you know, and maybe land a sponsorship for yeah. a couple more races, then sure. those part-time teams can easily become full-time teams. Kyle Busch also announced the five races he's going to be racing in, so here's the five races you don't have to watch. Um, it's going to be um, <laughs> Las Vegas, yeah, pretty much. Las Vegas, Atlanta, Texas, Homestead, and I can't remember what the fifth one is, but... Um, it's sometime in the early part of the spring because I think once they get into summer, they're not allowed to compete in the truck series anymore. But those are four of the five races I know he's going to be in. I, I, I'm thinking I don't even remember what the other one Martinsville maybe. I don't know I'm what the other sure. one is. But anyway, those are the five races you don't have to watch because if, if it's any indication that uh, how you know the season – oh, uh, maybe it's Phoenix. Um, but anyway, um, if it's any indication of how the, the, the season goes when Kyle's involved. I mean, last year he entered five races and he won all five. The sixth race he entered – Greg Biffle won. 
so I, in I think Kyle's truck. in Kyle's truck, the fifty-one. Uh, and so, and then uh, Chandler Smith drove it a couple of times and finished second, I believe, in both of his starts. So obviously, the truck is fast when it's in the field. Yeah. You know that you know you might as well just mail it in for the day. It's, <laughs> it's, it's done. It's well, done. I don't know. It, it's you got to run the races, but boy, it's awfully hard. I mean, you can't. And the, you know, Kyle's experience is what makes the yeah. difference. Greg Biffle's experience. Chandler Smith gets in, he doesn't win, but by, by gosh, he's right there. You know, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, quick note: CarQuest. Uh, jumping behind um, the 04 of um, Corey Roper. Corey Roper. Yeah, that's a good deal for this. him. Yeah, he's that's, a, that's he an independent that. team with the driver. He was on uh, the Race Chaser show earlier in the, I guess in the sp- in the summertime. Yeah, he was we're on the have show. Max soon too. And uh, he bought a lot of his trucks from uh, Brad Keselowski when uh, when Keselowski shut down his truck team. And he does all this by hand. He yep. has no no help, no sponsorship. You got a team of probably you know ten people in the shop that work on the truck, and that's it. So it's great to see him get sponsorship. He's competitive when he actually has good trucks. So yep. um, it's good to see him get sponsorship and be able to. That's another guy. His truck, his team reminds me of Greg Golding last year in the Xfinity Series. The team just kept on coming, you know, yes. kept busting off top ten finishes with no yep. sponsorship help at all. They were doing it all out of pocket. Yep. Um, and uh, this year they have uh, Joe Graff Jr. Uh, in that car, but he has sponsorship, so it'd be a little bit better premise for him this year. But um, it's great to see those independent teams flourishing and and uh, certainly doing good. That's what we want to see. One of the other things, speaking of Greg Biffle, that uh, the the uh, the Newswire uh, came across it was uh, several weeks ago that they announced that the deadline for entering the uh, the Triple Threat Truck Challenge has been eliminated. Last year. That was the reason why Greg Biffle didn't get to run in the second race of the Triple yep. Crown is because they didn't have him as an entry when the entry level or the entry deadline had expired. But this year, there is no deadline for that race. So you can enter it, I guess, up until the first practice, I guess, or whatever. Um, so it, it's good to see. It'll be interesting to see if that plays into a role, you know, maybe with the 51 truck again, you know, if, if Greg gets another opportunity or somebody else we'll see. fills that 51 truck. But that's a good, uh, definitely a good idea there. And I think the schedule, um, albeit hasn't really changed that much, I mean, you know, shifting different races and things like that, but I think all around just there's a lot of excitement going into Daytona because we just don't know. And there's a lot of people auditioning for rides for next year already, um, even before the 2020 season even begins. There's a lot of people that want, you know, better, bigger, better things in 2021. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It should be. Friday night's going to be fun. Um, The truck series is always uh, a great race, no matter where they're running. But Daytona, the beginning of the year, everything's fresh and new, and um, they really get after it. So it should be uh, should be a good time. All right, so uh, we'll move on and talk about the, some of the Xfinity Series stuff going on. There are some uh, notes from the Xfinity Series. We'll talk more about it when we get back from break. But um, the field of cars is going to go from 38 to 36 this year, um, which doesn't really change a whole lot. I mean, there's, they barely make 36 cars usually, yeah. although this year there's a lot more competition, so maybe there'll be cars going home this year. Um, the experience level is also interesting. It goes from five years of experience down to three. So what that basically means is that any driver that races in Xfinity or um, or no, not Xfinity in Cup has to be has to have less than three years of experience running the higher division in order to be able to compete in the Xfinity series in more than the five races that are allowed. Last in previous years, it's been five years of experience, so it's actually been lowered now to, right. to three. So, yeah, um, it doesn't really affect the, the superstars of the sport because they only are allowed to run five, anyways. But for those that are kind of bouncing back and forth between you know Trex and Xfinity or Xfinity and Cup, if they have more than three years of experience, they can't do both anymore. Right. So, yep. So there you go. Um, also, the uh, new drivers. Some of the drivers in the Xfinity series this year include uh, Harrison Burton driving the twenty car. 
We talked about Ross Chastain in the 10, Joe Graff Jr. in the 08, Riley Herbst in the 18. A great stacked field of young uh, young rookies trying to make their way into the Xfinity Series. And also, speaking of uh, Haley, a quick shout-out to our colleague racing uh, and Ross Chastain. A quick shout-out to Chris Rice and the guys over at Colleague Racing. Justin Haley is in the Daytona 500, so a great work for them. I sent him a text message on a Sunday afternoon after qualifying, and he sent me a reply back with thank you and about 57 exclamation points <laughs> that I'm still <laughs> receiving to this day. So <laughs> still to say he's excited points. is a very, very long shot. I mean, he well, is definitely excited. He should, be. He should be. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and I said last week that I thought that um, that, that Justin would lock in. They, they they weren't going to bring junk to the racetrack, and mm. Justin knows how to go fast on a super speedway. Do I think they're one of the favorites to win? No. Do I think it is possible? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. For and sure. I don't even think it's, I mean, it would be a dark horse, but I don't think it's far-fetched at mm. all that, that again, they're going to have to have some pit strategy, whatever. The hardest part for a team like that is you've got to have a partner in the draft, you mm. know, and so you've got to go find somebody because you're an independent one-off team. You got to go find somebody, but you'd think that Colleague, with their relationships with RCR, for example, wouldn't have right. any problem uh, finding some help there if it came to Well, and it's not like Justin Haley's a rookie. I mean, he's been in Super Speedway Racing before, especially in the Xfinity Series. Right. So it's not like you're grabbing somebody who's fresh off the wire and putting him in a car and expecting somebody to draft with him. I mean, he's got a little bit of experience, and exactly. that's a pretty car. Sorry. I mean, it's just black with, with like yellow, like neon yellow, uh, I guess, slash marks or whatever. Um, but it, but that eagle on the front makes it look pretty, pretty car. When we talk about That's Xfinity, sure. one of the teams I'm excited about this year, just from the standpoint of the personalities involved, is JD Motorsports. And yeah. they announced their driver and crew chief lineup for, uh, for, for their cars. And again, some interesting names. Jeffrey Earnhardt, the latest entrant into the JD lineup. And Jeffrey's actually going to be racing two cars, not at the same time. He's going to... That's talent. Yeah, that's talent. Uh, he's going to spend some time in the number nothing, uh, alternating with no, uh, BJ McLeod. Uh, well, Garrett, uh, I know he's got coming. He's, he's got, got he's got news coming, coming up. So coming up. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. He'll be the number something uh, when when that comes. Hopefully, around. it's zero wherever um, he's going. <laughs> well, let me or double uh, zero. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, Jesse Little going to be full time in the four car. That's for, an interesting one. For sure. uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch Jesse David Starr. Veteran coming back in the six car, formerly known as the 01. I um, think that he's really underrated too, because he. I mean, if you look back at his truck series career, he was pretty. He was pretty good in trucks. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, you know, he's he's had a, a few off seasons running from some lower funded teams, but JD is even though they're an underfunded team, they're not as underfunded as some of the other teams. They're and very competitive. The, the the car I'm most excited about, I think, is the 15 car. Robbie Lyons is going to run a couple races, mm-hmm. um, and it's good to see Robbie back. But, again, Jeffrey Earnhardt is going to run some races in that car as well. Um, and Colby Howard, Colby the Kid, who who uh, I've had the pleasure of working with a bit earlier in his career. Colby is one of these drivers. I think that kid is a born star. Yeah, I, He's sure. got the charisma. He's got the family background. I feel so bad right now for them uh, because Colby's grandfather, Buddy, who was a four-time champion at uh, Greenville Pickens, passed away last week. And I had the pleasure of meeting Buddy and spending time with him. And he was uh, truly a, a, a gentleman and so proud of what Colby was accomplishing. So, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm excited to see Colby get 20 starts and I think he'll show you what he's got for talent, uh, in that car when, when he's behind the wheel. And that's a kid that, um, I mean, I think he's, he's 19 now, or maybe still just 18, but, um, you know, he's, he's got a lot of, of talent. So, um, it's going to be a fun year over at JD and they've launched a few careers in their time. Johnny Davis has, and, um, that team's always fun to watch. Ross Chastain. Yeah. Uh, we are going to take the a quick break. When we come yeah. back on the other side, we'll talk about the Bush Clash, Crash, Trash, whatever you want to call it. It was a lot. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass on WSIC in just a minute. This is News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Kannapolis turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. You've turned in to hear local news, and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345. WSIC News, I'm Margaret Beveridge. Recent storms have the Red Cross assisting over 170 people across the region. Red Cross volunteers and staff are out in the community assessing damage and aiding impacted families. Since Thursday, they've assessed 40 homes with major damage and 60 homes with minor damage. Cabarrus County is mailing revaluation notices to property owners in Cabarrus County, and residents will have 30 days to file appeals with the Cabarrus County Tax Administration Office. The new property values are effective January 1st to 2020. Tax bills with the updated values will mail to property owners in July and are due in January 2021. A woman was killed in a car crash following a pursuit involving NC Highway Patrol that went from Rowan County to Cabarrus County. The incident began around 1.30 yesterday afternoon, according to WBTV. The driver, identified as Amber Baker of China Grove, died at the scene. I'm Margaret Beveridge, WSIC News. Join WSIC Friday, February 14th at 11 a.m. as Mark Sanger and Margaret Beveridge host candidates for Iredell County Commissioner. Smart, focused, and thoughtful questions will cut to the root of platforms showing where these men and women stand on issues impacting our community, budget, education, and so much more. Friday, February 14th at 11 a.m. presented by Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Here on News Talk 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. Get in to Randy Marion Chevrolet in Statesville. I tell you, truck month is right around the corner, and Randy Marion Chevrolet in Statesville, we are ready to go, whether it's a regular cab, a double cab, or a crew cab, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, a half ton, three-quarter ton. Randy Marion Chevrolet in Statesville, we have the truck you need. Come check them out today, because these things are discounted up to $11,000. Big-time savings right here, Randy Marion Chevrolet, Statesville. King of Price. RandyMarionStatesville.com. Hey, this is Joe Vagdone. I love the freedom of being an entrepreneur. That includes picking my own coffee. My choice, you know it, delicious black powder coffee. Locally roasted right here in Mooresville. When you pour a cup of black powder coffee, you're not only getting craft roasted prime coffee at a reasonable price, you're also supporting a locally owned and operated business. Get your black powder coffee at Publix, Ingalls, Earth Fair, Harris Teeter, Lowry Drug, and the Coffee Lodge. Visit BlackPowderCoffee.com. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, what some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. See, see, I told you he was excited. <laughs> he's always excited. excited. Chris Rice, bring us Chris back. Chris wakes from, up uh, excited. From, yeah, he's like jumps out of bed at three in the morning. <laughs> Let's go. Out of bed. Let's go. 
Uh, welcome back to the Inside Pass. Uh, Tom <laughs> Baker, Randy Miller here with you on this Tuesday morning, breaking down the action from Daytona and Mahan. Woo, there was plenty of action in the Bush yes, Clash. Yes, there was. There was some action in the uh, in the Bush Clash. Um, so our, my buddy Eric Jones ended up winning the, winning the race. Still don't know how. Watched the replay 55 times. Still don't know how he did it, but the car that damaged, what he did, thanks to Denny Hamlin, of course. Um, but top to bottom, there were 19 cars in the race. Hang on, let me, let me pull up the finishing order. Here it is, right? Uh, Eric Jones ended up winning. Austin Dillon finished second. Clint Boyer, Kyle Larson, and Ryan Newman had a great run. He was he was up front for a little while there. Uh, finishing <laughs> out in the top five. Uh, everybody else crashed, pretty much. I mean, everybody oh. from... Well, wait, hang on. Let me make sure. Yeah, everybody else crashed. From 6th to 19th, the rest of them were damaged. Including the winner, Eric Jones. And to but. be fair, Newman triggered that last one. That's crash. true. I think, and, and actually, crash. if you look at this list, I'm pretty sure Austin Dillon is the only driver on here without damage. I think you may be right. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he uh, is. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure he's the only car with zero it damage. It was a crazy race. I mean, look, you here's the problem we've got. We've created this environment on super speedways with this this aero car over the last, you know, couple decades or whatever it's become increasingly more about downforce side force all of that and these drivers have gotten the idea that they have to shove each other halfway around the racetrack in order to advance positions and on restarts they're all just that was an interesting one yeah so as soon as you know a car spins his tires like newman did and you can't i mean it happens um you know you've got a, a 10 car wreck i mean you know the I don't know where or why we, well, I do actually, because the driver technique of pushing starts in Legends and in go-karts where it is inexplicably allowed to run rampant. I you mentioned that why. on social media. It's just bad driving technique. It takes no skill. And, and then, you know, you get a guy like Joey Logano who's trying to hold his position and throws a block on a car that's, that's got to have your, a On your left rear quarter panel. Yeah, and, and, and now, you know, and, and again, now he lifts to let you in because you forced yourself up there. Look, I'm hoping the Gen 7 car puts a stop to all this. Right. Because it, we need to have an environment back on super speedways where the drivers don't have to be up each other's back ends in order to make a pass. You should be able to come from behind the driver, pull out, drive by him. Um, and that has to be NASCAR's biggest priority. Now, in fairness, will we see this on Thursday or Sunday? No, not until the last lap anyway. Right, exactly. Why? Because, well, there's there's more than 10 points involved here. You know, this... The clash is not a points race, uh, you know, and and so there's no it's it's a trophy race and a pride race. And uh, as James Mellick pointed out last night, he made a great point. He said, look, these drivers, these teams have 12 chassis that they can use this year. That's it. Right. OK, because we're all going to the new Gen 7. The clash car didn't count in the 12. Now. You know that you're going to have to use your dual Daytona car again. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be so careless and stupid as the drivers were That's on true. Sunday. That true. was an embarrassment and a black eye. And and it was all because of the drivers. You can't blame NASCAR. You can't blame anybody but the guys in the cars for how bad that race was. And somewhere 
All the ARCA drivers are laughing uproariously going, see, it was worse than the ARCA race. Everybody gets on the ARCA guys for um, their usual crash fest. As Michael Michael Schultz is taking a shower with his trophy. Yeah, exactly. (coughs) I mean, this was just a horrible race. Um, But the good news is, like I said, it's a whole different environment from here. You're going to see a lot of single file Non-aggressive racing on Thursday in the duels. The only ones going to be driving hard are the ones that have to race their way in to the 500, which are at the back of the pack trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, out-duel the, the other two or three in their race right. that, that they're running against. The guys at the front aren't going to take a bunch of chances. Um, it, is a, it, it, it does pay points. So you're going to run to win, but you're not going to be stupid because you got to run that car in the 500. You don't right. want to go to a backup. Yeah, we'll talk about the the twin duels here in just a little bit. There's some interesting uh, lineups, the way that they line up after qualifying, and we'll talk about that um, in just a little bit. But going back to the clash, I mean, you know, we knew that it was going to be kind of a, a weird situation race because we this is the first time that a lot of these guys have you know been on a racetrack of any kind since yeah. November. Um, but at the same time, I mean, these a lot of these cars that a lot of the Bush Clash cars were backup cars to the 500, um, and so now they all have to go back to the drawing board because other than Austin Dillon, everybody else now has to repair damage from that car. Because what happens on Thursday if you go out for the duel and something happens and you get into another wreck? Now you've lost both of your 500 cars potentially, um, and you have to start at the back of the 500, and that's a place you don't want to be. Especially with the way they were driving on Sunday. Well, that's true. I mean, it, but you just don't want to have to go to a backup car, period. Right, because exactly. Because even though you intend for that backup car to be as good as the main car, no. you get basically no time in it to, to dial it in. It's go start. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's very difficult, and it's a it's a, d- a drastic drop in confidence for a driver to have to go to a backup and try to win that thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely Thursday's races, uh, in this current environment, the way we have to race to win at Daytona Thursday's races are going to be relatively tame. I don't see a winner in either of the two races coming outside the top seven or eight positions. If you're not starting in the top eight, you're not winning a duel. Yeah, and a, a quick shout-out to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He actually won the poll for the 500, and yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit as well because that was a huge surprise I think no one saw coming because everyone thought that it was going to be a Hendrick guy. Question on Twitter, NASCAR Driver News. Did Ricky Stenhouse Jr.'s hair help him with Daytona pole? Yeah, huh? the, boy, the boy needs a haircut, that's for sure. But maybe winning the pole and getting that extra money will allow yeah, him to go get a haircut. Get a haircut. Um, sport Clips would no, definitely do it, it for you, help. but that's a Gibbs sponsor. So maybe that's why. Maybe Gibbs has all of the haircut sponsors and he can't find a place to do it for free. <laughs> Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. And, uh, which Eric Jones doesn't have long hair. Eric Jones supposedly went and got his cut the other day, and he looks like he never went. So I don't know what they <laughs> did to him, but whatever they did didn't work. Uh, so a couple of news uh, uh, items from the NASCAR world before we go to break. Uh, Har- Kevin Harvick signed a two-year extension uh, with uh, Stuart Haas Racing no over the weekend. Uh, so he'll stay in the four, uh, which begs the question of where does Cole Custer go if he goes up to, uh, in 2021? We'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, Corey LaJoy. Wait. What? Uh, you, you mean Chase Briscoe? No, Cole. Where does Cole go? Where does he go if he if he stays? Oh, I guess he is in the forty one. He's in the forty one. Never mind. There goes my nose. Yeah, I guess Briscoe. Where would point. Chase Briscoe Where go? Where would Chase Briscoe? I go? have an yeah. idea about. I that. I forgot about Cole what? already being up there. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking the ninety five, but that was Bell, not Cole. Yeah. They all. They're all. They all look alike. Whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> Corey LaJoy uh, also hand delivered a note to Mr. Hendrick at the NASCAR banquet, asking him to please keep an eye on him for the forty eight car because he wants. I guess he wants the forty eight ride, but I. I don't know. I Who mean, did? that's. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, really? Yes, he hand wrote a note. He was scared to give it to him because he was, you know, he didn't know how to how to go about it. And I guess some of his friends were like, just go give it to him. So he walked up to him at the banquet and said, here you go. 
And Good there was luck, a note Corey. that said, please, you know, not please, but keep an eye on me. I'm going to do big things this year or something like that. <laughs> something to that effect. Uh, but good luck. I, I, I like Corey, I mean, but not going to happen. It's a, it's a gutsy move to nah, do. I mean, yeah, it was great. You know, and it makes for great media. But It reminds me of uh, when Junior signed with Hendrick. You know, he had signed his name on a napkin, like back when he was like 13 or whatever, yeah. saying he was going to be a Hendrick driver yeah. someday. So maybe when LaJoy's, you know. Randy LaJoy is retired. a uh, that was a big name in the sport, and, and Corey has the name, and they've done a lot of great things, but not going to happen. He needs to. He <laughs> needs to be in a. a he does. I agree. He needs with to be that. in a competitive Corey's ride. better than the equipment he's but, in. I agree. And, and I, right. But and and I think that's where it starts. Like yeah. you can prove yourself all day long, and that's fine. But I don't know how much proof you're how, how much proof you're going to make in the thirty two car. Everybody's I mean, focusing on Kyle Larson. I don't believe that for a minute. Not even a minute. Right. I think I I have my own idea, and it's not Kyle yeah. Larson. It's which, not even anybody in the Cup Series. Which, by the way, shameless plug. Thursday on Madness, we actually all are all going to pick our who we think is going to take the forty eight car. Yeah, that should be. For bonus points for Fantasy NASCAR, which we'll explain on Thursday, because Jacob's still carrying the one. But when <laughs> when he figures it out and and gets back with me, uh, we will uh, we will have the answer for you. Jacob hopefully, and Math are uh, not good together. Next week. But anyway, oh, yeah, we're gonna do Fantasy NASCAR on on um, on Madness. So it'll be basically heads up. So I'll I'll explain it now because some of you guys probably don't watch Madness. If you don't, why why are you not watching Madness? Tune in seven um, o'clock Thursday nights with uh, Nick Muncher and Drew Dollar. There's your shameless plug. Anyway, for Thursday, um, yes. We're going to do heads up. So we all get one pick, whoever, wherever they finish. That's the points that we receive. Um, and then we have bonus points for uh, who's going to take the 48 and who we get, who we pick our, in our final four um, in the, the, the last race of the season. Last year, Nick DeGroote destroyed all of us. He had three out of the four, I think, or two out of the four. I, I think only one of us had one. Or I think somebody had Kyle. No, he had three. He had three out of the four. Yeah, yeah. he had three. Yeah. I had two. Jacob yeah. had two, I think, and the rest yeah. had one. Good job, Nick. All right, when we uh, come back, he's no longer on our show. When we come back, <laughs> um, we are, we're going to talk more about the Bush Clash. We'll break down the twin duels, and uh, we'll have a lot more on the Inside Pass with Tom and Randy right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Concord turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. WSIC News, I'm Margaret Beveridge. Recent storms have the Red Cross assisting over 170 people across the region. Red Cross volunteers and staff are out in the community assessing damage and aiding impacted families. Since Thursday, they've assessed 40 homes with major damage and 60 homes with minor damage. Cabarrus County is mailing revaluation notices to property owners in Cabarrus County and residents will have 30 days to file appeals with the Cabarrus County Tax Administration Office. The new property values are effective January 1st, 2020. Tax bills with the updated values will mail to property owners in July and are due in January 2021. A woman was killed in a car crash following a pursuit involving NC Highway Patrol that went from Rowan County to Cabarrus County. The incident began around 1.30 yesterday afternoon, according to WBTV. The driver, identified as Amber Baker of China Grove, died at the scene. I'm Margaret Beveridge, WSIC News. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Koser. The rain tapers off for the second half of the day here across the lake area. Overnight low, 50 under cloudy skies. We'll keep the clouds tomorrow with a 30% chance for scattered showers and a cooler high of 58. Thursday, rainy again, 70% chance for showers and a high of 66. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Koser. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5.
Attention men and women, if you're one of the millions that suffer from discomfort with your knee, back, or shoulder, and it's becoming harder to enjoy simple things like working out or just going for a walk, please listen carefully. My name is Donna Taylor, founder of CBD Labs, and here's my story. I was suffering with so much physical discomfort that I had to do something about it. With CBD products popping up everywhere, how do you know which product to use? I was determined to create the most powerful CBD product available from the hemp plant that contains no THC, and we did. CBD Labs is the highest concentrate full-spectrum CBD tested in FDA labs. It goes to work in just minutes, and we guarantee it. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle of CBD Labs and get our ebook on everything and anything CBD as your free gift. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-605-3136. That's 800-605-3136. Free bottles for limited time. Call now. 800-605-3136. 800-605-3136. Ever ask yourself, why should I care? Donate, shop, train, work. All of these are part of goodwill and a way to help people overcome challenges. Thursdays at 8 on News Talk 105.9, 100.7 WSIC. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC TV. Tom Baker, Randy Miller here with you on this uh, rainy and dreary uh, Tuesday morning, but I guess it was the same way Monday and Sunday and Saturday and Friday and so on and so forth. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, it's just been a rainy pattern here yeah, in the Charlotte area. We had snow, we had tornadoes, snow and rain all in the last week. So Sad. that's 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 the weather report for the Charlotte area uh, because I can do that. Um, so we, we let's go back and talk about Kevin Harvey because my, my mind, for some reason, thought that Cole Custer was still in Xfinity. Sorry, Cole. Um, please come on our show. <laughs> um, but um, not he, after uh, that. <laughs> not after that. Uh, I was thinking about Chase Briscoe because Chase is going to be the lone driver at uh, Stuart Haas Racing as far as the Xfinity yes. Series goes this year. So with Harvick signing his extension, this is a contract year for Clint Boyer as well, and I've heard tons and tons of rumors about him calling it quits at the end of the season because, well, he wants to drink more, and you can't drink when you're <laughs> on the job. So uh, Plus, he actually has another job <laughs> running in the, X- uh, in the Xfinity Series uh, doing uh, up in the booth with the Xfinity races. So... He's got another job. He doesn't really need this one. Uh, so is it possible that uh, Clint Boyer sees his way out and Chase Briscoe pops into the 14 car? No. No. Okay. No. I well, there you go. That's all true. Good night. <laughs> sure, it's possible. <laughs> of course it is. I think that we need to keep an eye on Kyle Larson because everybody's got him going to the 48. Right. I don't buy it. He had a chance to sign with Hendrick before, and Rick Hendrick doesn't. He Rick does not want his drivers running uh, other types of cars. Except for Alex Bowman basis. and the Chili Bowl. That's the only exception. Well, yeah, Bowman in the Chili Bowl, and he when he had Casey, Casey was yeah. allowed to run you know, a handful or whatever. But Kyle Larson wants to make dirt a bigger part of his schedule or equal to than the Cup Series. So he wants to run two, three dozen dirt races. Rick's not going to allow that. Who would? Tony Stewart. Who also has a 410 sprint car, I might add, that Kyle Larson would look really good behind the wheel of. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, I think that if Kyle Larson leaves Chip Ganassi, he goes to Stuart Haas and replaces Clint Boyer. Now, Eric Almarola's contract is up at the end of this year. That's true. That's the one you got to keep an eye on. It is true that he brings Smithfield, so Smithfield brings dollars. But you've got Chase Briscoe down there in the pipeline. If Chase is ready to come up and an opportunity exists to put him with the home team instead of some satellite team over there, mm-hmm. then 
you know, I think he goes and, and jumps in the 10 car. Uh, you know, so you've got, you're starting to get Ford in the driver development game a little bit here. So it's going to be interesting to, um, to see what happens here with, with that team. But I think, I think if Clint Boyer leaves, and I'm not convinced he will. I'm oh, not by convinced the way, either. But if he does, I would put Larson as the, the number one candidate to replace him in that car because I think Tony would love to have Kyle. And I think Kyle, honestly, if, if he's going to leave Ganassi, who he's very loyal to, mm-hmm. I think he goes to Stuart Haas. I think that's the only place where he could satisfy his dirt fix the way that he wants to and still you know, run NASCAR. Right. That's two of the drivers that are actually up for contract renewal in uh, 2020. The other one, or one of the other ones, is Eric Jones. Now, I mean, he won the Bush Clash, so I don't yeah. know if that's going to be possible, but... I've heard his name come up a lot, you know, in, in terms of, of, you know, potentially the 48 because he's still a young kid. I mean, you know, he was the Toyota's golden boy for a long time, but then along came Christopher Bell, and now he's not so much the golden boy anymore. I mean, I, I feel like it's a toss-up between him and Denny Hamlin. If Denny Hamlin has another year like last year where he almost won the championship and didn't, I think he'll call it quits because uh, he's not going to want to keep doing it over and over again like Mark Martin and never get the championship. I'm not convinced. See, there's an interesting spot for Toyota right now. Right. You look at going into this year, you knew Chris Bell was coming up. Somebody oh, yeah, was out. He's, okay. going, he's going to move up to a house car in 2021, well, somewhere along the way. This is what's interesting. If Chris Bell goes out and runs really well in the 95 car, mm-hmm. and Eric Jones has a good year, and Denny Hamlin has a good year, we could see no chains whatsoever in the lineup for 21. That's true. And I think that has a pretty good chance of all happening that way. But if Eric leaves, would he be a candidate for the 48? Maybe because he's the type of personality that Rick Hendrick likes. Very right. clean cut, very, I mean, his hair is a little long, but that's okay. Um, so is Jimmy's beard. I think, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's really at this point, I think um, you look at Blaney and you look at Eric Jones of sort of the cup group. They're the two I would look at. If it comes out of the Cup Series for the 48, I don't buy Brad Keselowski because I think Rick wants to trend younger, and Johnson is the, you know, the the kind of last. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're going to see a younger one. I would more keep my eye on the Chevy drivers and Xfinity, Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain, you know, drivers like that. Uh, Daniel Hemrick, possibly if he really goes out and runs well in uh, the junior car this year. I I think that's more likely. Uh, but Eric and, and Ryan Blaney would be two. Remember, Blaney and Elliot are best friends. Right, exactly. So there's, he there's already has an in. a few a few names for you. I just don't believe the Larson part. Uh, I don't. Oh, I, I believe, and, and Nick DeGroote also believes, that it's going to come from somewhere out of left field. Like it's going to be completely, you know, well, well, somebody be, you're not thinking about. But, but I just think it'll be a younger driver. Yeah. I don't think it's a veteran. Well, we I really talked, don't. We talked last week. The, the three youngest drivers right now at Hendrick are all 22, or 24, 25, 26, right. or something. It's, they're relatively they're close in their early to so. mid-20s. Yeah. Right. So you would think the fourth guy is going to be within that same yep. kind of time frame age-wise, maybe yep. a little younger to groom them up. Maybe. Who knows? Um, well, I guess we'll, we'll see um, as Now, time Bowman's goes. contract is up, too, but I'm not buying that he leaves. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. He's one of those drivers. I, I think Junior has a lot to do with him, yeah. like staying on just because, you know, if if you look at, at Bowman from a competitive standpoint, he was competitive all season long. He won the race at Chicagoland. But I think when you take a driver, regardless of what you do performance-wise on the racetrack, if you could take a driver like that and put them in the most popular drive in the garage area and yeah. still be able to handle the pressure, you need to keep them on board. Well, and, and again, I think – 
you know, I think the lineup is good the way it is. Hendrick kind of went through an, uh, a situation where their performance wasn't there. It wasn't the drivers. It was the cars and, and the equipment and the engineering. They're now starting to figure that out. And so I don't think you shake up your driver lineup more than you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you go replace Jimmy with the best guy you think for the next five to 10 years. And again, I think that's somebody younger rather than, uh, I mean, he, he could go get Brad, but I just, first of all, I don't think Brad leaves Penske. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I just don't believe that uh, Hendrick would look that way. I think you'd have to pay Brad a lot more than you'd have to pay a younger driver right. for one thing. And whether we like it or not, that's an issue right, right. now. Exactly. Um, so I think some of these older guys, I think there's a reason Harvick signed for a couple, three more years. It's because he didn't want to quit racing, but he also didn't want to have to go through the hassle of trying to, obviously you want to go anywhere else. So, mm-hmm. you know, you stay where you are and stay put and keep your stability. And I think Keselowski, if he wants to keep racing, is going to do the exact same thing and he'll stay with Penske. Well, Kurt Busch is the same kind of thing. I mean, we all thought he was going to retire at the end of last season. And he signed another two-year deal as well. I, I think it's a matter of some of these drivers like Harvick and Bush. I, maybe it's not so much them wanting to stay as much as the team says, you know what, we, we have somebody who's going to be coming up through the pipeline, but we're not ready to have them in that car yet. Well, so hang on for you know another year or two, then you can retire, boom. Yeah, easy I fix. think there's probably some of that, but I also think the driver, Kurt Busch was just excited. He was running for uh, wins. Right. He was he in was a good situation. So why not? He was having fun. So yeah. you stick around a little bit. Um, I think that uh, Chip Ganassi would have thought that Ross Chastain was exactly cup ready mm-hmm. if he had had an opening in the car for him. But when Kurt wants to stay, you got to keep Kurt. Right. And I think Brad ultimately stays and, you know, and Penske, uh, rather Blaney leaves to go to the 48. I don't think Blaney leaves and goes anywhere else, but, you know, unless we get an offer that we're not expecting like Stuart Haas or something, but I, I can't believe any of those guys would be unhappy racing for Penske. I know I surely wouldn't. Right. Exactly. On the other hand, um, Austin Sendrick has got to come up sometime. Mm-hmm. So eventually there's got to be a place for him there. Yeah. And, you know, Demandedetto's only got a one-year deal, but I don't. I, I think he stays with the Wood Brothers for the foreseeable future. Especially if that car gets competitive and, right. and he wins races and makes the playoffs like exactly. everybody's anticipating him yep. doing. All right, let's break down the duels real quick. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, duel number one happening first. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., because he won the poll, um, will start front row for the, the first duel, Chase Elliott. It's one three five seven nine by the way, yes. in qualifying order. So these are the odd number drivers. Um, so Stenhouse Jr. and Chase Elliott are going to be uh, row one. Danny Hamlin, Eric Amarola, row two. Uh, row three is Bell and Logano. Then Boyer and Newman and Priest and Busher will be row five. Uh, the rest of the guys, Trix is in there, Brett Keselowski, um, Austin Dillon, Justin Haley, uh, Daniel Suarez, who has to compete for a spot in the 500, um, as well as Chad Fincham and Joey Gase uh, and Quinn Hoff. No, Daniel doesn't have to. Does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. So those yes, are, he does. are all four in the same duel? So the question is, oh, no, there's two do, you, do you believe that Daniel Suarez races his way into the Daytona I think 500? he has a better – him and I think him and Haley are locks. Well, Haley is well, locked. Well, Haley but, is locked. Um, I think Suarez is one of the drivers that, yes, he will make the race. I don't. I don't question him because he's as long as they bring him fast cars for this for the, to the track, or faster cars to the track. If he can stay out of trouble, I think it'd be a luck. See, stay out of this. To stay I, out of trouble. I don't necessarily believe that. I think. I think Daniel. I think he's capable of it. But I got to tell you, I think 
you know, that team, when, when Daniel made the statement that they're still hiring people, that team wasn't prepared to come right. to Daytona and put their They only had their one car forward. for the clash. Yeah. So, and I and they didn't even I, enter it. I don't know. I'm not saying he won't because chances are he probably will. But, you know, I don't think – got to remember, he's he's working with Triad, not TOD. Right, right. There's a difference. I don't mm-hmm. want to disrespect anyone, but there is a difference in performance. Um, I just don't know. I hope he does, but I just I think Daniel that team will come together. But I think it's going to take some races for them to kind of get their current program in place. Obviously, sure. if you're still hiring people a week before the 500, you got a problem. Right. Exactly. And you know, it may it have doesn't been, give me a lot of confidence. I mean, to their credit, they weren't planning on running a full season. They were only planning well, on running a half yeah. season with Parker. So now that they have Daniel, they have to have a full time team. So they have to scramble. But yeah. I mean, again, you know, that's not something you I'm want to do saying, a week before the 500. No, you're absolutely right. They didn't do it right. They would all came together so late that you yeah. sent them scrambling. But I'm just looking at what I see, and that was not a good performance yep. in qualifying. They lack some serious speed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in uh, dual race number two, Alex Bowman's on the on the pole because he's outside front row for the yep. 500. Jimmy Johnson starts right next to him. Uh, Kyle Busch and William Byron are row two. Eric Jones, Kevin Harvick, row three. Cole Custer and Matty D is row four. And then Reddick and Larson, Reddick and Larson round out the uh, the top ten. The interesting thing to know about Duel Two: there are only two Toyotas in the second duel: Kyle Busch and Eric Jones. Yeah, yeah. And last night we had Jacob on lead lap. Jacob pit Kyle to, to basically sweep the rest of the weekend. Um, I actually said, wouldn't it be cool if Maddie D? Oh yeah. Started right for off sure. for the Wood Brothers with a win in the duel. And you know, again, I don't think anybody wins a duel outside of the top eight without. You know, Help unforeseen circumstance <laughs> by a crash. I I just don't. Um, I you know I think that, uh, but I think I think Matt's got some incentive here. Again, remember, there's ten points on the line here. Right. Matt's one of those teams. The Whip Brothers are going to want to go win it if they mm-hmm. can because those ten points could really help them later. The, the ten points don't lock you into the playoffs, but at least gives you a ten point advantage to well, start but, the but season. Yes, so, and I mean, teams like that need all the points they yeah, can get. Especially when you go not, to the five hundred and have a right. big one happen, you're ten points ahead of the they're curve. They're not already. as apt to win a bunch of races like the bigger teams are. Denny Hamlin and those guys, if they can win the win, they're not going to race as hard for it as somebody like a Matt DiBenedetto will because that 10 points to them is extremely valuable. That's 10 positions on the racetrack, That's by the right. Because it's a point per position. Yep. So those 10 points will get you 10 spots in the 500. If you have a wreck and finish 39th, you'd be 29th on the speed. Well, yeah, on the, kind of, at the end of the day because yeah. the, the points will even itself out. out. So those yep. points mean everything uh, when it comes to that. So looking ahead to Thursday, what do you think we'll see? I think, I think, like I said at the top, we'll see the 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 front guys are going to be very conservative. Not saying they won't race, but I think you're going to see a lot of single file. I I don't think you're going to see a lot of high risk um, maneuvers because they want to race that car in the Daytona 500. I think you look at the guys like Maddie D and even Chris Bell and you know the guys that would be kind of on the verge of top 16. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take that those points a little more seriously. And, of course, the guys at the back that are trying to race their way in are the ones that are going to put on the show. So, you know, hopefully it's a pretty easy night on Thursday, and then we can go into Sunday's 500 with uh, Cars Intact. Pretty tame night. All right, we are going to get out of here for this week. Uh, we will invite you to join us next week for more of the Inside Pass. Nick DeGroote will be our guest. We're going to break down everything that happened at Daytona. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. News Talk for Davidson. This is 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, and 1400 AM. WSIC Statesville.